Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lay Bear podcast, an audio experience designed to decode leadership and inspire action. Being a forward-thinking leader and game changer, you've tuned in to discover pragmatic tips and hints on leadership from the very best leaders. Each episode is dedicated to sharing pragmatic stories from the field and more importantly, real examples of what successful leaders are actually doing to deliver at pace. With so much to share, let's hand over to your host, Graham Wilson. I'm really delighted to welcome today's guest. He's a leader who's had over 20 years worth of experience working in different cultural environments and in different parts of the world. He's a leadership mentor, a trainer, a developer of people. I love his LinkedIn banner where he's quoted, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. That says everything about our guest. So today's guest is Fraser Gold, who set up Gold Consulting to really develop leaders in a new way. So I'm really delighted to welcome Fraser and share his experiences and share his insights about what really makes a great leader in today's world. So uh, hello, Fraser. Great to be with you. Uh, hi, Graham. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, likewise. Thank you. I know, I know that's a, a Scottish accent there, but uh, you're not <laughs> in the moment, are you? No, no, I'm not. I haven't been for a long time. Uh, I'm currently based in uh, in the Slovak Republic, just wow. uh, down on the Hungarian border. I've been here for about, uh, about my 14th year now, I think. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. So we're recording this in, uh, I'm obviously in the UK, in Chester, and uh, we're getting into this tiered lockdown situation mm-hmm. with the, the virus. What's uh, what's happening over in your world then? Is it still... Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, we were quite um, we were quite fortunate in the country that we went into total lockdown back in March very quickly, and um, we we implemented um, very strict social distancing measures, face masks in the public, uh, limiting the amount of people in in uh, shops and restricted opening hours, and that that meant our our kind of daily infection rates were were really quite small, and then after the summer now uh, we 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 eased that over the summer, and now we see that we're probably getting around. Um, uh, just uh, I think it was last week it peaked at just about 2,000 new infections per day, uh, but now it's 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 now declining. And yeah. so uh, as a nation, uh, the prime minister has decided that everybody uh, will have access to a, a COVID-19 test um, oh, starting okay. starting this weekend uh, oh, for wow. free. So um, and what happened? <laughs> well, yes, it'll pull the numbers up, but it's also about um, you know securing the hotspots and and Definitely. and targeting resources. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. But uh, generally, generally in Slovakia, we're we're um, I think we're one of the the uh, least bad. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Was, well, you know, so I don't think there's anything good coming out of it um, from an economy or, or small business point of view. Um, it's fascinating, I just see fascinating. Like, fascinating from a, a leadership point of view, isn't it? When I'm a, I'm a member of the uh, Future Work Forum, and we were talking yesterday about yeah. Uh, yeah, how it, how it's impacting on on businesses, and, and I think for me, it's you know, in terms of today around leadership and, and you know, gaining leadership insights from your journey. Mm-hmm. I guess it's had a, a like a, a it's been a catalyst hasn't it really uh, more than i think it's ha- i don't think it's changing leadership but it's just been a catalyst to say that we need to look at leadership differently i think that's yeah. uh, that's one good thing coming out of it isn't it? i think globally we've started to mm-hmm. stop and almost like a, a reset isn't it so hang on you know how do we how do we really lead our organizations going forward and if we are in in this situation and there's big um you know, articles going out isn't it, about space at the moment isn't it, in terms of do we need office space and how do we mm-hmm. now 
virtually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, your leadership journey, Fraser, because it's been really fascinating. Obviously, that yeah. we've spoken before, uh, we've yeah. got a similar path, I guess, haven't we, in terms of our leadership <laughs> journey? So, yeah. tell us a little bit more yeah. about uh, your your journey so far and, and your insights. Uh, okay, so uh, a long time ago, I joined the Air Force, and uh, and that was a, a big experience for me in terms of of maturing maturity. So I joined when I was um, eighteen, and then. Uh, after a while uh, of, of, of doing that, which was was enjoyable, I moved off to do some some other stuff and became uh, briefly a police officer, um, which again uh, helped me kind of um, relate to to people around me in a very different way, um, with from a from a non institutional way, mm. if you like, um, to to being out in the world and and realizing that it's um, not so structured. Right. And that kind of helped. That helped me <clears throat> um, reach my kind of uh, level of, or boost my level of resilience in terms of you know you're experiencing something bad, but you go through it and you come out the other end and and learn to to self reflect. And so having done the the job, I suppose for 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 um, for my own well being as well as as helping a, a number of people, it just became. A, uh, I, I now need to do something new, and I didn't really know what specifically I wanted to do. I just knew that I didn't want to be in the police anymore. Right. So I, I quit and moved off to. I went to do some uh, some climbing, and, um, you know, retrospective and finding yeah. myself if, if, <laughs> for, for that stereotypical sort of view there. I'm, I'm sure was, many of our listeners can relate to that, where you just need to get away for a little while, don't you, and, and think yeah, and reflect yeah, about yeah. what what is what is life about for me. I can certainly relate to that. Yeah, and it was just like you know, I went away, and I think I was like three. After three weeks, I just got bored. Uh, <laughs> so, I need to be doing right. something. <laughs> now, now I'm going to go and do something, and um, and and so you know, I was looking around and thinking, you know, what what will I do? What what skills have I got, and what can I, what can I achieve, and what do I want to achieve? And I just thought, you know, I really want to learn something new, and I want to find a a, a meaningful job that that will build, will help me build in in some sort of career, and. So I, uh, I I thought you know leadership is applicable pretty much everywhere. Mm. Um, let me see let me see what I can do with that. But you know joining a, trying to join a, a a company with with the only leadership experience you've got from from Her Majesty's forces or government mm. is kind of hard, right? It's a big risk for people. So I started in a in a very junior role in in uh, IBM in the UK, and uh, very quickly was exposed to a whole load of of things that I found very overwhelming. Mm. Uh, which is kind of ironic that, that I was in pretty some pretty some some tense yeah. situations before, and I found myself um, having again to start working on what I thought was resilience, but but was resilience in a new environment. So um, again, uh, I worked with IBM for for a number of years in the UK, and then uh, after a while, the the business I was working with was sold to to a Chinese company called Lenovo. And yeah. so um, that's when I moved over to. Uh, I was asked if I wanted to go over to to Slovakia um, to help do some onboarding and and some training. So like, yeah, why not? You know, um, I always thought that uh, you, you know having this kind of spirit of adventure, if you like, in yeah. life, yeah. you've got to, to seek out opportunities and see what they lead to. Some might be a, a bad idea, but it's a good experience, and then others are are, are worth it. So I thought, yeah, why not? I've got nothing else to find. I can't think of any reason not to go. So I came over for three weeks um, and met, uh, you know, five groups of of young uh, Slovak and, um, and, and Czech and Polish um, people 
uh, who are all going to take over the, the work that I was doing from the UK. And they were just, it was just great. Um, mm. The culture, everything s- sort of seemed to click. And uh, so I say that that was, I came over for three weeks and now that's me here uh, 14 years. Wow. Uh, so, um, and I just stayed. And, and so, you know, I, I moved uh, through IBM and different leadership roles. Um, I worked in um, as a director of learning and development um, and, and in particular leadership development. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, went off to work for another Swiss company. That was also a great experience working in, in when I say a great experience, you know, that doesn't mean it was all brilliant. There was a lot of it that was, <laughs> Oh, brilliant um the the amount of travel the pressure mm. and I, I just kind of you know, all the way through this i've been always thinking about doing my own business and, and helping other people develop and that's what i've really really enjoyed doing and so there was this kind of critical moment a few years ago now where i just decided that's that's it um, now is the time to to do this mm. it'll either work or it won't so i'm going to try my best and and so far uh, so far so good it's working and um I'm thoroughly enjoying and don't regret leaving the, the corporate world and now enjoying uh, helping other people succeed from 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 not only in their personal lives, but also in their business. So, yeah, I, I suppose it, that's, that's it, in a nutshell. It's interesting isn't it, in terms of once you find your your purpose and your passions and, and you align that and you, you almost like work backwards from, well, that's that's my purpose. That's my passion. That's what I enjoy. That's what I really want to get out of life. And then you create a business around that. Then it sort of works, doesn't it, really? And I think. There's so many leaders out there that I work with that are completely misaligned. You know, they're they're in a role. They've got, they've got the prestige and they got the the vice president or the president or CEO role or whatever, but they're not yeah. enjoying it. But they're just, you know, what do I really want out of life? And I think you've, you've made obviously it's very bold, isn't it, to to create your own business? But I think you know it's so important, isn't it? And, and you know, a lot of people do find that, don't they, in the corporate world? But a lot of people have to step out of that, don't they? And I think that's the secret, isn't it? It's understand who you are first as a leader. And then work out you know, what your your purpose is, or as Simon Sinek says, that, you know, your why. And then yeah. work out what you need to do and how you're going to do it. And I think a lot of people miss those steps. So it sounds like you've created that. Because I know you've got quite a few, uh, you're quite entrepreneurial, aren't you? You've got quite a few different uh, yeah. the businesses on the go at the moment. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, you know, there's, there's never any harm in checking out an opportunity. As I say, you know, as long as you're going in it with your eyes open and not kind of this has to work because nothing actually has to work. Uh, you just you, you must want it to work, right? And and this is the, the motivation for me over the years to do all these different things was to build up a, a, a breadth of experience and then look at depth after. And, right. and yeah. you know that depth would then you know I can relate to all that experience. So you know I, so yeah I, I have a training and development company and and so what 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 I'm trying to do is is share the experience uh you know of, of mostly when i think about the how the sessions are working it, it's it's you know what doesn't work mm. you know what happens when it goes wrong what do you do because the book mm. and the procedure aren't there to help you so yeah I, I i guess it was finding that um what do i really enjoy doing um and and how how could i make a living from it mm. uh, and because uh, you know, I, I was that vice president that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I, there were moments I enjoyed, but it just did not fulfill me at all. Mm. And and so, the, so I'm, what I what I would say to anybody that's listening is if they're if they're in that situation where their job is a burden to them, emotionally, mm. 
then then regardless of the financials and regardless of the commitments that you've got in your life there really is a way through it mm. it will be frightening mm. tiring scary but it's worth to pursue because i don't think there's anything worse than being stuck in a job that just sucks the life out of you and 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 to be honest i've had a few of those roles mm. where mm. you know i really don't want to go to work today um so yeah, finding you know I I really think that when you say that misalignment that that's the the perfect the perfect um, terminology, they're doing something because they're good at it, mm. not because and it, and it pays well, because of this perception that of you know the the provider and 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 mm. this kind of way that society says you should live your life, mm. and then you've got that. Um, but I really want to do this inner mm. part. Mm. And, and you know where you're all that energy trying to find purpose and drive and everything else is just so focused in the wrong place mm. uh, it's fascinating how these stereotypical sort of uh, or stereotypical i should say um situations cause us to behave in strange ways i can always remember working with a sales team once where they're having a tough time forcing to help them and i remember in workshop the the boss was saying that um you know we need to i don't want to lose any salespeople, so we've got a choice we can either have a reduction in your salary or a reduction in your car, the type of car you have, because obviously there's a cost yeah. involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. You, you know what they they chose in you? They all they all chose a reduction in salary to keep the car. And I was I was like I suppose amazed at that decision. Thinking, how would you explain that back at home? And and of course it was their ego, wasn't it, taking over that the car yeah. was uh, the symbol of their success on the driveway. And and if I have a lower car, then people don't think as much of me. And I think we have to challenge some of these. I don't know biases, aren't they, or or things that have been yeah, programmed yeah. into us in terms of what success is, and I think being happy and being aligned and and being purposeful has got to be the way forward. I I, I learned, um, you know, I I love cars, um, and I, I I have an eye for posh, not flash, but I would yeah. say classy, right? So yeah. so things like Bentleys and and mm. Jaguars and things like that are really nice. Um, and I do get starstruck when I see them, but mm. I always think about it. Uh, what, what makes me reflect this way is, is um, a long time ago, I had a, a staff member who drove a Porsche 911, I think it was. And, um, and uh, I was thinking, you know, how does he afford that? Because mm. I know what he gets paid and yeah. he didn't buy that with the company money. What, you, know, it's, yeah. you know, the family comes from money or something. And it turns out that what he'd done is he'd sold his house to buy the car and he lived in this one room bedsit basically wow and, and it was all about all about the car and mm. i was like why why did you do that and he's like well you know I, it, it's all about impressing people mm. i was just I, I i try not to judge i try not to judge but um at that time i was just thinking why would you do that why yeah. did you <laughs> So yeah, they, these are you know it's amazing as you say how how people react in different situations. Well, I guess if he if he really enjoyed uh, driving his Porsche 911, then why not? Eh, young enough. You yeah, know, you yeah have a good that, that's the thing. You know, I was just yeah. trying not to judge, but yeah. you know, it was just yeah. like you know we could judge him and say that was stupid, yeah. but you know if yeah. that's what he wanted, yeah. then okay. Yeah. Who am I to say? But uh, just yeah. at that time, I was it it, it puzzled me. Yeah. Uh, so, it's quite over in France. You know, I've, I've got a couple of clients over in France and. Uh, yeah, the, the senior guys say, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pick you up from the airport. And, and yeah, the first time you meet them, you expect them into a nice, yeah, nice big car or whatever. And they turn up in their, their little sort of uh, Clio or whatever, you know, and it's the CEO yeah, yeah. of a global firm. And you're thinking, what's yeah. going on here? 
they're just not interested in that sort of thing. But it's when you talk about food, yeah, yeah. food would be a different thing, you know, <laughs> going to the nice yeah. restaurants and things like that. Yeah, sure, yeah. That, that links in, doesn't it, in terms of what we talked about before about finding, you know, what's really important to you. What are your passions? You know, if, if cars are important, if, if eating well is important or you know, having a nice house is important to you, then then live that and do that and, and find that and align your, your life around it. And I think that's so true. You mentioned that actually earlier in the conversation around obviously your military background in the in the RF and, and we've talked in the past about what you've done there and obviously the the police and, and the, the challenge you had there but you mentioned resilience uh, a couple of times there about building your resilience yeah how, how important do you think that is right at this moment in time in terms of leadership because it's not something that you tend to see in leadership programs it should be there shouldn't it it's something that I know you focus on and, and I focus on but how important do you think it really is and, and what would you describe resilience from a leadership point of view as being well, I think uh, how important is it? Resilience, not just in leadership, because, well, you're a leader of yourself in your life, aren't you? Yeah. Regardless of where you work, you know, and, and life is not rainbows and chocolate. It's, mm. it's hard. And there's going to be stuff that will test your tenacity, your courage, your, your, your emotional well-being. And there are going to be, you know, sort of highs and lows, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and many people will measure success by the highs. And, and, and for me, resilience is about, um, well, how many lows have you had and how many times did you stand up from that? Mm-hmm. And, and recognize that whatever situation you're in right now will come to an end. What you have to do is find a way of organizing and, and putting things into perspective of what's really going on mm-hmm. to, to try and not be consistently overwhelmed that it's true that you will be overwhelmed now and then but but being able to understand that that's happening and and then push on anyway Mm. i think that you know whether that's people talking about courage or whatever for me it's resilience it's just yeah yeah i'm having a bad day and 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 i know that today is going to end and the sun's going to come up tomorrow so so Yeah. There's some optimism still somewhere, you know. So, no bullets flying, so it can't be that bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no one's going to die today, so I'm, I'm all right, you know. It, well, hopefully not, yeah. And, and, well, hopefully, yeah. And, and that's the, I think that's probably what I look back on and, and say, look, you know, I, I'm fairly sure that other people are, you know, a lot of people are, are living their life by by seeking verification or validation from what they think. And, and and, and for me, it's not about what other people think. They'll think what they want. You can't, you can't do anything about that. It, yeah. What you, you have to do is uh, be okay with who you are. Mm. And if you're not okay with aspects of that, then work on yourself and, and think, improve it. I think yeah. it's this great uh, advantage of social media and, and, the, and the way it works at the moment, but obviously it's great disadvantage as well. I think that's one of the things that I certainly find with the younger younger people coming through is that and some of the older people as well I guess is we, we put ourselves under so much pressure don't we to be perfect and you, you said before around you know when you're looking at your business portfolio that you you like to look at opportunities so having that growth mindset and openness mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to work it, it you've got to want it to work I think that was a really interesting comment that you, you said there I thought that was quite profound that that it's about that willingness isn't it to, to give it a go and to to see what happens and if it doesn't work then i've learned something from it and i can move on um, i think there's wasn't there an ibm story somewhere i think many years ago when you mentioned ibm about someone in ibm made a mistake on a, a project and he thought he thought he was going to get sacked into and, and he got called to the 
the CEO's office and, and he'd written a, a letter, I think, of resignation. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> I don't think it was you, was it? It was. It was. It millions, let's say. I don't know what the figure was. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. good. And he's about yeah. to resign and the, and the boss says, why, why are you resigning? Because if you resign, where are you going to go? And he thought for a little bit, he said, well, I'm, I'm going to probably go to the competition. He said, well, yeah, you just had the most expensive personal development course out of anyone in the business. Why would I yeah. want to sack you? I thought, wow, what, what a great mindset. <laughs> yeah, don't, do it, don't do it again, but uh, learn from yeah. it and go again. Yeah, I, uh, I still am. And, and I, I consider that, that guy to be a friend now. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, it was one of those moments where it's like, you know, oh, 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 no. Yeah. And, and, and you know where where panic starts to come in, mm. and then it's like okay, so then then the, the only default here is to to resign, which is effectively running away, as opposed yeah. to confessing and saying, look, I've screwed this up. And and I think that leadership example w- was something that that made me when I when I when I think about you know what leadership is in in terms of of how you're supporting other people's development. Mm. Through through you know uh, through mastery to autonomy, mm. I think um, what that that showed me was that that the the importance of being human, having empathy and not even just empathy but compassion mm. for people. Um, that you know that it's all right to be yourself and you're gonna make mistakes. Just just learn from it. And and mm. I, I kind of carried that forward now when I'm working with people to to. To not focus on the mistake, because there's no good coming from that. But but mm. focus on what what was it that made you mm. go that way, and and what what can you learn, and when will you recognise that that may happen again? What mm. do you what contingencies do you do? And and you know that contingency planning, if you want, the pre mortem mm. uh, is something that I'm doing now in all of my projects of what could yeah. go wrong yeah. here, and 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 you can't obviously you know, come up with everything down to the nth degree, uh, because that's just, that's just not realistic. But mm-hmm. when I, when I see the, the, when I see uh, failings in, in leadership now where, you know, someone is new and makes a mistake and they're dismissed, I think that's, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's not leadership. That's just fear. And, and, and yes, of course there's gross misconduct and, and all these other things. I get that, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah. being dismissed for, for, or minor mistakes or, or things that, that it's just it's a test of, of someone's character, which again, you know, leadership, what is it? I guess the definition that there's a lot going around, but for me, it's just, you know, your personality, your humanity and your character mm. is trying to, to inspire people to yeah. achieve something. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a good definition, I really, I think, in terms of that. And it's, it's really fascinating how we, we get caught up on this um, fear of failure, don't we? And I think, yeah, if you think about the world we live in now, where it's very foggy, isn't it? It's you know, it's uncertainty, sure. you know, it's complex, yeah. and all that stuff that's out there. That you know, we can't have that certainty anymore, can we? So we're going to have to lead in this this area where we know we need to change, but we don't even know what the problems are. Never mind the solutions. <laughs> we, can't, we can't rely on you know, yeah. standard operating procedures, or we we can't rely on you know our experiences anymore. I suppose the only experience we can rely on is is our way that we make decisions, I guess, and we think about things and. I can always remember in the military, one of the things that, that I learned a lot around was scenario planning around, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, that whole classic thing, you know, you, you, your plan only only uh, lasts until first contact with the enemy, doesn't it, really? Because you never really yeah, know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. That whole sort of what ifs, and, and uh, I think they call it red teaming now, don't they, where you, you actually become the enemy for a little while and, and you actually view yeah. it through their eyes and 
you look at your weaknesses and think, well, if I was the enemy, how do I attack you? And then you yeah. reverse yeah. it around and turn around. So, so those sort of ways of thinking, I think, have been lost, haven't they? Because we've spent so much time managing our businesses and managing the status quo and you know hitting KPIs. We've we've actually stopped people from thinking. Yep, yep, and um, you know we've 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 asked them to think, but we haven't given them the environment to do it. Yeah, uh, we've asked you to think about improving procedures as opposed to thinking about whether those procedures are needed at all. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, so so when when you know you, there's perceptive positions, I guess is what what you're talking about there in terms of of that planning in the military and and the pre mortem in 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 like. Where, where you know you are looking at you know different perceptive positions mm. and, and trying to get, come up with the the best course of action or actions to take in that situation. So mm. so you know you're still still strategic in your thinking of where you want to get to, but mm. you really have to look at it from the tactical point of view of what what do we do right now that gets us towards my objective? And and I think that that is what's lacking. Um, simply because we've not given people the ability to practice it. I mean, yeah, they, right. they do it in private lives, right? But but, mm -hmm. but when they come to work, it's somewhat different. And and I think that's this, the the misalignment there is is what's being exposed now. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything to do with you know anybody being um, not amazing or anything like you know. Just, we're always looking for these leadership gurus around, which I'm I'm always kind of skeptical about people that call themselves good. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> okay. Don't go to guru school. So I think um, I think this this uh, ability to to understand and perceive what's happening, um, and then go with it and see that as well. And, and I'm working with a, an organisation out, out here in in uh, Slovakia. It's actually it's it's a bit like Young Enterprise in the UK, but it's called uh, Junior Achievement Junior Achievement Europe. And I'm working with the, the Slovak branch to. What they do is they they bring in this um, business people and talking about uh, you know entrepreneurial mindset and what that actually means because <laughs> uh, yeah. it's a fancy word right but uh, what does it really mean and, and how you're doing things and it really talks about that you know everything's defined as black and white for you but when you get out in the world you realize that it's actually not yeah and how do you how do you cope with that yeah uh, do, do you acknowledge it and so that's what we're working on there and I think it's is very valuable and you know. The, 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 I'm fortunate to work with um, with two great people who uh, one's one's uh, I'm going to name drop here one's guy one guy called Anton Anton Foro who mm -hmm. I've known now for for nearly ten years and we, we're working together in in terms of developing uh, courses and content and things like that for for a number of companies um, and how we or rather how he um, Kind of took the lead on on when this COVID thing hit in March it was really quite inspiring. You know, as a number of others in in the organisation who were still going through that personal journey of denial, mm -hmm. and, and he's yeah. out there at the front, uh, you know, looking and saying, "Well, this is what we need to do and how we're going to transition it." And it was very easy to to buy into what he was talking about, even though it was scary. So that that was kind of a a leadership um, that. that 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 inspired yeah. a, a well, lot of other things and a lot of other people around him, you know. And why, then that was then Fraser. Why why were people inspired by him? What what, what was he doing that even actually, though it's scary, what, what what was he doing as a leader to actually you know, yeah. inspire action, I guess? Well, what he was doing 
is is talking about this is the situation as we are in right now and we don't know how long that's going to be so we can do two things we can sit down and wait and do nothing and hope things get better or what we can do is recognize that things are changing and that things have changed and try our best to anticipate what would our clients need in order to come through this mm. and then how do we do that so I think it's anything when 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 you become overwhelmed with something, what you really need to do is sit down and take a breath and and start trying to take ownership on it and taking steps towards well doing something right because you know there's yeah. there's nothing worse than letting sitting there and 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 feeling overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah. For, for a period because that uncertainty anxiety just grows but when you're not focused on doing something when you're not taking yeah. meaningful action and mm-hmm. you don't have that routine then then mm-hmm. you're not there so it ultimately provided that place of of psychological safety yeah i really like the fact that you talked there about you know what's the what's the struggling moment that our customers are having because i think you know, any great right. you know invention or insight or new product it has to solve a problem doesn't it really i guess um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What what he's doing there, isn't it? Is really saying, well, let's let's think through this from a a customer point of view and think about, well, what what are they struggling with at the moment? Okay, so what ideas do we have that would help them to solve that problem? Now, mm-hmm. how do we make those happen? So I guess yeah. it's, um, yeah. it's what we call agile working, really. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, exactly that. Agile's and, a big word, and it's thrown around yeah, a lot. It's a very broad one there, but what what we you know and. and in terms of working not only in that business but also in my own we're looking at it from the you know you, you can look at it as a you're a provider or you can look at it as, as you're a partner mm. and, and i think we're very much partners with with our clients because we understand what's going on in their business because we listen to them yeah we we don't provide you know we're not trying to uh, it, it you know business is about selling right but yeah not openly trying to sell them something i'm trying to understand their needs and then offer them solutions that if they want, they can have. Mm. And I think that's probably that technique that, that makes it less. Um, it's about value, isn't it? How do you add value? Yeah, yeah there you go, right. You know, it, it's less, um, it's less uh, selling and more provision yeah. of, of, uh, of solutions. And yeah. then, so, you know, and then the process of doing that, I, I actually uh, happened upon a guy on, on LinkedIn. I was reading an article that, um, that he'd written and uh, it's David Howell. I think we, we both. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah so and and um, so I just kind of had a couple of chats with David and his insights into what he's done in his career and the humbleness that comes across. You know, uh, when I met him, I had no idea about his background or limited uh, knowledge about his background. And then when I read into after meeting him, I just kind of went off and started looking at what he'd been writing. And and then when I looked into his career and background, I was I was um, amazed. Yeah. It, it takes a lot to amaze me. <laughs> but I was um, I was really amazed at that just how someone can be so um, humble about their achievements. Um, in a world where you know, when we look at, at some social media platforms and 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 it's yeah. all about selling your success and look how amazing and everything else I am. And I think it's probably what I like is if I equate it to. In a room full of people, I'm going to talk to the quietest one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because they're probably the one that's going to be the most um, I can learn the most from. Yeah, most insightful. It's that whole authenticity piece, isn't it? Really, and I think yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Social media, this sort of uh, facade that 
successful they are and what they've achieved when yeah, when actually, yeah. and it's about who the person is you know from a human level and that you know mm-hmm. i i was always brought up to be humble and and anyway that's part of my my northern upbringing i guess but uh, <laughs> yeah 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 i, I, I mean when you, when you say the social media thing, I just call it, you know, the insta lie. Yeah, insta lie, uh, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, yeah. Well, everybody's got their life together and everything's hung. And I just think it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. You've got, you got, you got to tell it. I mean, I think that's another point about leadership, isn't it? You know, and you talked there about, you know, the, the guy who was, Anton, wasn't it? It was inspiring. You, yeah. Yeah. You've got to tell the truth, haven't you? You've got to tell it as it is and, and you've got to be real. Um, yeah. We're yeah. we in a problem. We've got a difficulty. Yeah, I'm I'm worried as well. Uh, but we gotta yeah, we gotta tell the truth here and, and be real about it. We can't just um you know sugarcoat it. Um let's let's yeah. work together yeah. and, and come together and collaborate and, and work our way out of it. And I think that honesty and, and that truth is such an important thing to build trust. Uh, the, the the transparency mm-hmm. is is the, the, the key thing here, you know, where where there's no hidden agenda or there's no feeling of a hidden agenda and and that that really is for me the 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 trust point right the trust breaking point is when when i feel like mm, you yeah. said this but you did that something yeah. is not okay and and i think that that's something that over a long period of time has eroded mm. way Mm. And I, I, as an example of that, I, I met somebody yesterday who'd, who'd, who'd made the comment of saying, well, surely when it comes to motivation, I have to say something in a way that will help motivate people mm. and that they'll buy into it. And I was like, well, no, I think what you need to do is just paint the picture of how things are yeah. and let, let the people decide whether they're going to uh, buy yeah. into it or not, right? And, Absolutely, and, can't, can't motivate people again. You can create the environment, and it's up to them. It's their choice, isn't it? It's their... that's, that's it. You know, it's like motivation is is a choice. Like you either want it or you don't, right? And that, yeah, yeah. that's what I was yeah. saying. You know, this this kind of um, let's see and let's have a look at what's going on and, and see if there's an opportunity there. And yeah. and more more times than not, there isn't one, right? It, but but it does no harm to have a conversation with somebody or to listen and and to be open to different perspectives. And I think where where leadership is concerned what we would need in the world is are, are more people who are are humble enough to, yeah. t- to start turn around and say look you know i've made these mistakes and and here's my experience so hopefully you'll learn from it and we've also got those that are that are there saying you know uh before you try and lead other people make sure you lead yourself yeah yeah and to do to do that you have to really have that what I, you know that that true Mm. true self-reflection and 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 being really okay with yeah. who you are you know at rather accepting yourself as you are you don't mm. need to be okay with a lot of it you can change that mm. work on that but without that acceptance then mm. what you're living is the instagram life isn't it you know yeah. you you're, you're you're pretending and that takes so much effort to pretend to do something rather yeah. than, than yeah. actually do it and you might even enjoy it you know it's fantastic. It links into that authenticity piece, doesn't it? Really, whether you know, do I want to be led by you? I can't remember who it was. Was it Goffey and Jones Weber? Some article. Why would anyone yeah. be led by you? I think, or uh, or something like that. And and I think yeah. one of the things I've I've noticed, and, and it's links into what you said there, is about I always talk about leadership being the energy that you transmit. So what yeah. are what are you know, your behaviours, your emotions, your actions, and and your thinking all gets transmitted out, and people then choose whether they want to follow you or not big insightful things that we've done uh, quite a lot actually um was around working with with horses which sounds a bit woo-woo but but actually you know, horses are prey animals and and as a as a leader you know they they're measuring you know, what you're transmitting 
And, yes. and if you're being authentic, then it doesn't see you as dangerous and it'll work with you. But if if you're not being authentic, then then it sees you as dangerous and, and doesn't doesn't want to work with you at all and scared. That if you look at a lot of senior leaders in organizations, a lot of them are projecting you know, the wrong frequencies, aren't they? That, that are causing yeah. people to go, oh, I'm not really sure about that, I'm not really trust you there. Yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, it's like, um, was it, I can't remember who it was now, so one of the restaurant chains where the boss has just got a massive, massive bonus or whatever, and it's making loads of people redundant. And thinking, well, how can that, how can that work? Yeah, how, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. how can that be the right thing to do in, in this situation? You know, uh, so I think, I think that you're right there. It is fascinating, isn't it, in terms of, of you've got to lead yourself first to understand who you are, be authentic, you know, transmit the right, the right energy, right frequencies. Uh, before you can lead anyone else you can't you know lead a team or lead others unless you can lead yourself first and yeah, yeah i don't think we spend enough time really creating that 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 i suppose that true person really of who we are uh, it's a yeah it's a lifelong journey i guess isn't it really i think we're all yeah, there yeah. The time, aren't we? i think a lot of, of of people are not you know when, when we talk about you know we, we can you know there's so many different aspects to society that, that you know we can go into a million things but when we think about you know education um, in some countries, it's a business, and others, it's a vocation, and and other and others, it's a privilege, right? But yeah. what it does is it kind of indoctrinates us into a certain way of thinking, which uh, is needed in some parts of life, but but not all. And and what's missing is that that gap, right? So how do how do we genuinely how do we build genuine confidence and not the 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 book confidence mm. that I see in a lot of people where you know when we put them into a situation that is is uncertain for them how do they react and mm. uh, up until this pandemic um you know a lot of the 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 kind of uh, development centers or selection centers for leadership w was exactly that i would put people into a situation where they were not comfortable and they had no experience on and we'll see as a test of their mm. their character and so you know it, it, the character in terms of integrity and intent and then the competence, you know, because, you know, competence can be learned. Yeah. Integrity and, and integrity and uh, and intent, you know, that that's that's really telling me who you really are. Mm. And, and you know that 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 itself is is now what everybody I think is experiencing in the world, because they are now all in this uncertainty. You know, what is what do I actually stand for? What are my values? Mm. How do I know? Because we're not really taught that, are we? Yeah, it's it's fascinating in terms of the, that that personal development element. And I always remember one of my stark realizations when I came out of the military was around how little time is spent by leaders developing the confidence of their teams. Yes. Yeah, you know, I think about I spent nine years in the military building the confidence of my team so that we could perform at any any area, any situation, any theatre of war, whether it's jungle, Arctic, or yeah, desert, yeah. and be confident because if you can't, if you're not confident, then you're not going to operate at the highest level. Just used to find it amazing where there's nothing you know there's no one gets measured on it or or no one gets actually even talk about it about oh, i need to go and build the confidence of my team it's almost like the opposite i need to destroy my team to tell them how bad they are and what they're doing wrong and i think it's just incredible and that and that sadly still goes on now i still see it happening now and uh, i think it's something that we need to start to readdress don't we and think about well you know, as a leader, you should be, you know, I talk about, you know, awakening possibilities to deliver extraordinary results. So how do I coach? How do I develop? How do I mentor? How do I build? And you mentioned that earlier on, isn't it? A part of a leader's role is to is to build your team, isn't it? And, and build the confidence in your team to perform. And it's something that we don't do enough of. And I think... Yeah, uh, I mean, 
I, I, you know, working in the corporation, or corporate world, I always kind of experienced that, that, yeah, people needed to put other people down to feel better. Mm. And, you know, and, it, and it's kind of, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I got transferred into the finance and finance and planning department. And I'm not sure whether I'd upset someone or whether it was a career <laughs> opportunity for me at the time, but it turned Literally. out to be a very, very positive move for me. But, um, you know, I was like, I haven't a clue about finance. Yeah. I know nothing, yeah. you know. And, um, and uh, you know, in this middle of financial closing and they're talking about booking revenue and ledgers and everything else. And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, dear me, now, that's not what I was thinking. You know, I'm just not going to swear, though. But I was like, yeah. oh, this is not, this is not, yeah. yeah. And I was kind of like, well, hang on a minute. This yeah. guy knows what he's doing. What would you normally do in that situation if it yeah. wasn't a closing period? What would you do? Oh, I'd do this. Well, why wouldn't you do it now then? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, uh, what, what, you know, what, what's the difference between the situation and the environment versus what your skill is and what you would normally do? Mm. How do we filter? How do we, you know? And so it kind of led me down this line of being the leader of any organization doesn't make you any more more or less important than anybody else. It just means you've got a different role in your yeah, team. Absolutely. That's and a good point. Uh, yeah, definitely. Role, the, the role and your role is to help those people be better versions of themselves mm. in whatever way they determine is a better version of themselves. You can give them the, the feedback and the direction, but it's all down to their choice to do something about it. Mm. And I think one of the mistakes that people make in development is that they try to help people develop with the best of intent, but develop in a, a way that the leader thinks they should. Yeah. Yeah, I get all that unconscious bias going on. I mean, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the conversations yeah. I've had a lot with organizations uh, over the, the sort of last six months, really, with the, the pandemic is around how much they've realized that their talent planning and succession planning process is, is the, yeah. And, you know, the yeah. people who, who've been identified as the high flowers, you haven't uh, haven't actually stepped up. So, you know, these high potential people, they just haven't stepped up at all. And actually, they've been surprised about who has stepped up. And what they realize is what they're rewarding is people who are really good managers, who are managing the status quo, hitting their KPIs, performing at the level they want yeah. them to, to operate at and f yeah. fill out all the forms, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah not really promoting great leaders. And I often think about how many great leaders in organizations that haven't been promoted or haven't changed, or I'll use your language, haven't changed their role uh, to a more leisure role. Cause that, it's something I found a lot easier was I found uh, leading. Um, and I think, oh, yeah. Yeah, which is quite, yeah, quite from a personality point of view, but, but I guess, I guess that that's the case that you because I perhaps wasn't a, such a great manager, maybe I might have missed out. I was lucky I had a great boss who promoted me, but I could have missed out because I was struggling managing, but leading was okay. And I think that's quite fascinating in terms of you know the processes and procedures. And certainly that's been a catalyst of the guests, you know, with uh, the crisis we've had is people are now starting to think about leadership development and how we develop our leaders in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah, I come uh, and you know, I, I can relate. You know, I'm uh, in 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 my business. I have a manager uh, because uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm well aware that you know I I'm 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 okay. I would say at leadership, and uh, and and I'm pretty sure other people would say you know better than okay. But you know, for me, I'm I'm all right at it, and I'm working on it, and um, I don't think I'll ever stop. But management, I find 
immensely challenging in some mm. aspects. Mm. And, and so, you know, I recognize that that's not my strength. So mm. I bring somebody into my team that that is their strength, right? Absolutely. So, so we bounce ideas off each other and that person's my conscience, yeah. you know? And, and so I, I think we, we've been looking at even, you know, I'm guilty of it too, having sat in that, in that organization and looking at performance versus trust, right? Yeah. So, so the person that's always hitting their KPI, that must they're the top performer. So therefore, they are the ones that get promoted. Mm. But in reality, the workhorse of your team is the one that mm. maybe is delivering on target or what mm. you need consistently, mm. and that's the one that everybody goes to for help, mm. as opposed to you know the one that's delivered top performance is the one that always leaves early because they've finished the job and, and isn't yeah. waiting for for someone else. And and you know again, that's not a judgment. That's just how things happen mm. and we're picking the wrong ones and yeah. I think now, now what we have to be looking at and how we measure performance or, or we select our leaders there needs to be a, a very different metric that mm. we're we're looking at there right mm. Mm. we could what, argue what we need to... is will be different for everybody I think but from from a leadership point of view how do you quantify the unquantifiable yeah. right it goes back to the scenario plan isn't it because I think yeah in the military yeah, you you are put into situations and, and they look at how you perform, don't they? Whereas in business, we perform in a different role and you're good at that role, so you get promoted. So uh, I think yeah. you know, I think the crisis has, has made me think around, well, how do we, you know, how do we as developers of leaders, how do we create scenarios where we can you know, put people in to see how they perform, to see how they set up, see how they lead um, in, in situations which perhaps they're uncomfortable with. And I think that's definitely the way forward um, rather than the traditional academic courses of theory and model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, of um, work uh, workshop simulation. Mm. And, and so what I tend not to do, depends on the seniority of, of mm. the, the participants. If they're really senior, then I tend not to give them any briefing yeah. on what's going to happen. Um, so they have their own bias and, or rather their own perceptions of what, what a workshop's going to be. Yeah. And then what, what happens is, you know, uh, so let's say we're talking about conflict, right? Conflict management and resolution. I us put them into a situation where they walk in the room mm. and uh, uh, I think one of my favorite ones is uh, I pick uh, what, what appears to be the most confident person in the room. Uh, you know the stereotypical confidence, yeah. yeah. And then, and and and, and then, uh, if that person's uh, a, a male, then I pick a female, and I get the man to go and tell the woman that he, she smells. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, and conversation. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and an honest conversation. <laughs> it, it's an honest conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. a challenging conversation because of all the mm. the biases and the uncomfortableness and everything else, and it just simulates what you know that. that let's see what they do and mm. let's see what they focus on and let's see how they perform that way and 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 doing that um then then you know based on their reactions at that time which is honest because they've not been prepared based on those reactions and then in a position to be able to coach and offer development mm. advice mm. or or you know uh, look to the rest of the group to to include them in terms of you know, and, and then it becomes a kind of element of group coaching as well mm. on, on different perspectives and experiences. So that the person, the, the, not only the message sender, but the recipient also gets a, a view on on how they actually react in a, in a real situation versus what they think they would do. That's, and, that's uh, and, and the uh, learning happens after the action yeah, and how we decode that. Yeah, sure. And, you know, for me, learnings 
learning's not what you get in the workshop, it's what you go and apply after it, yeah, right? Absolutely. In, in and that, that's, that's your measure of success, right? Yeah. What did you go and do? Because if you just have to start and you're already being successful, yeah? Well, absolutely. What, what would you say in terms of looking at time? We could, we could talk forever now, but um, <laughs> what, what, um, what would you say, if you summarise into a number of bullet points, what would you say the key things that, you know, being a leader today and, and going forward, what would you say the key things are that you need to be really good at to be successful in today's world? Um, okay, so you need to be self-aware. Yeah. Um, situationally aware. Mm. Have to have empathy. Uh, you must be a great communicator, uh, and when I mean that, you, you really have to listen. Mm. Um, and um, I think that the biggest and, and the most critical thing is to, and a bit of a cliche, is to be yourself, mm. because your character and your intent, um, intent being you know your integrity and your your yeah. your that is what will define you uh, others will define you as a great leader or not yeah i think if you're going into leadership to be this kind of all-powerful influential person then then leadership's not for you mm. the hero the days of the hero leader are probably over aren't they i think in, in well yeah 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 so you know for me that uh, i learned uh, i learned a lot about leadership by looking at, at um, victoria cross recipients yeah okay and their acts of of what they've done for the people around them why they did what they did mm. um you know they didn't go out there to win a vc they went out there to do a job yeah to help those their friends and yeah. the people they cared about and for yeah. me that's the kind of ultimate in leadership right that that yeah. you're you're there to help your team be better yeah through your it's, team yeah. it's interesting isn't it because it's almost like the situation determines whether you're going to be a successful leader or not i guess because it's the leaders who step up in the different situations so you know in terms of developing leaders how do we make sure that they have the right situations to be able to to learn to step up and and see how they react in those different situations not saying they need to go and fight wars by the way but uh and, yeah, and yeah 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 but, across it, but, but i think yeah. we don't we don't do enough of that do we? we don't we don't actually it's almost like you know we're going into this new world without rehearsing it or actually thinking about it or you know putting people in situations to deal with ambiguity to think it through to we're, we're almost like thinking about um quite a risky situation aren't we where we're we're training people to to be successful in a different world you know, and the rules have changed so how do we now develop a, a future breed of leaders who who can thrive you know not just perform but can thrive and and uh, move into that you know beyond mastery isn't it, in terms of autonomy uh, as you mentioned before that, that that's what we need isn't it? we need people who can do that um, and 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 that that for me comes down to you know exposing people to uncomfortable situations yeah and um and allowing allowing the person to decide you know because uh, I, I spend some time with people you know helping them prepare for interviews and so on and i ask them you know do you want the job mm. yeah i'll be good at it yeah okay you'd be good at it but do you want it mm. Mm. Uh, because if you don't want it you won't be as good as you think you are yeah and i think you know having having people exposed to understanding what they are naturally good at mm. and that it's okay to do that absolutely 
Yeah, identifying your strengths. That's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Identify your strengths because for it's you, it's hard to be honest with yourself, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's was very it? hard to be honest with yourself because they're not, they're not strengths because I do that easily. Surely everyone can do that. No, no, you've got particular no, strengths no, that you need to no, develop. Yeah. No, you're not everyone. You're you. Yeah. yeah so, absolutely. so yeah. again, that, that's where we, we're we're seeking to to validate through the external as opposed to yeah. through. Yeah. I, I'm willing. I'm willing to try this on the basis that I might not succeed. But that's okay. Yeah. What success success doesn't become. I equate this to a child going on holiday. When adults were focused on the destination and the child's focused on the adventure. And what yeah. I would say is is leadership is focusing on the adventure and helping others determine their own destination. Mm. Yeah, right. I think that is I think we we forget, don't we, that we set all these goals, don't we? But actually it's the journey that's the important bit, the adventure. Yeah, the route, how you get there. It's where enjoy, all the learning is, right? Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy every day. And I think that's that's what in, in Success Factory called living a wonderful life. And it's really important to refocus yeah. on that and say, look, yeah, are you living a wonderful life? If you're not, then change it. Yeah, how do we, how do we, you know, life's so short, isn't it? So how do we enjoy every moment and, and do the things we're really passionate about? And as you say, use our strengths in, in a way that that is beneficial for, for society, really. So... Fascinating mm-hmm. insights there, Fraser. I mean, how how do people get hold of you if you want to chat with you and talk more about what you're doing? Oh, you can catch me on LinkedIn okay. uh, on there, or you can have a look at my website. It's uh, goldconsulting.com. Right. Um, just feel free to reach out to me anytime. Um, happy to have a conversation with anyone. And, uh, and you so. know, uh, as I say, everything starts with just a discussion. Yeah, definitely. I think that's um, a big thing I've noticed with leadership now is around, you know, how do we have discussions? How do we have proper conversations? You know, I, I ran a team event a while ago and uh, although we've been in lockdown, it was the first face-to-face sort of workshop I ran and, and actually people just wanted to talk. They yeah. wanted to spend time together, you know, and, and have a, a really good dialogue and conversation. So I think it is around that. Yeah, how do we how do we build those skills is, is a key thing. So I'll put um, obviously your LinkedIn address and your website details in, in the notes yeah. for the uh, yeah. podcast. But but it's been a pleasure, Fraser. It's uh, yeah, likewise, fantastic yeah. talking to you and, and I'm sure uh, we'll talk more and do great stuff together. So okay. thanks very much for your time. Fraser. Yeah, thanks for your time, Graham. Thanks. Uh, so nice enjoy day. the rest of the day and uh, and the, indeed the rest of the week. Absolutely. Thanks, Fraser. Your star. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Take Cheers, care. Man. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. A big thank you for listening to the Leadership Late Bear podcast with me, Graham Wilson. For more information on our guest leader and to find out how we can support you, check out the links in the description and look out for our next Leadership podcast. Remember, Leadership is all about taking action. Make sure you connect and apply the lessons learned. Have fun and bye for now. Thank you.